Well, hi everybody, Steve Tartar, another edition of Tartar Sauce, and with me today, Chris Farris, Reference Assistant Librarian at the Peoria Public Library. You've been there since 2001. Correct. Just down the street here, we're in downtown Peoria, of course. And uh, tell me what you do, Chris, because I got a feeling a lot of us have worked with you, know you, probably talked to you, but give us the, the picture of, not necessarily everything you do, but what mm -hmm. do you do at the library? Well, I spend most of my time in the basement of the library, lower level one, mm -hmm. in the local history genealogy room. Now, on occasion, I'll spend time upstairs at a reference a I've desk. I've seen you up there. Okay, yep. so I, I do that. I fill in at branches. I've worked at a branch, but, but these days I spend most of my time in the basement, in the room that you've seen me in when you often visit. And, and let me stop you right there. What is genealogy? There's a little quiz we have to work with Chris on. What, what is genealogy? Yeah, because I'm thinking people think, yeah, yeah, genealogy, what is that again? Well, people are studying the, their families or maybe somebody else's family, and mm -hmm. we have information in our building, and then we have database that we subscribe to. We subscribe to Ancestry. They can use that. We have biographical files, and we have newspapers that uh, might have a clipping of somebody's obituary. We have yeah, uh, records of death and uh, maybe a few marriage and birth things, uh, things of that nature. I think people, and I, I'd say people, you know, everyone's different, but you know, you think of the library and everyone has their own association with it, but yeah, of course books and, and uh, many other materials, but I don't think they're fully aware, some folks anyway, aren't as aware of, of the depository of information that you can get your fingers on. Because you, you were talking earlier about data files and things that, uh, if somebody said, oh, you know, and I, we've talked to this when I worked on the paper, uh, Block and Cool department store. You've got mm -hmm. quite a storehouse of info on that. Well, we have a file on that, that business, and mm -hmm. then we would have some files on the uh, people who were associated with it, the mm -hmm. various families that were involved or maybe some employees. In fact, I remember somebody called the paper. They had something, I don't know what they had. It was something regarding the Block and Cool or the family of, of either Block or Cool. Oh, either. right. And I, I, I knew right where to turn. I, I put them on to you because um, you, you have that, that sort of overview of, of materials. And uh, you've provided it to the newspaper in the past and probably others. Um, you're doing research. Now, the research we're going to talk about today, what, what brought that on? We're talking about pen, the mass production of penicillin in Peoria at, the, of course, the Ag Lab. Well, it wasn't so much that topic as it was that sometimes I collaborate with Peoria Magazines right. and Jonathan Wright, I believe you know him. Oh, yeah. We know so Jonathan, uh, Jonathan uh, contacted me and said we have some space in this coming December issue. Which now you write regularly for them, don't you? Um, Semi-regularly, yes. Semi-regularly. And uh, it's usually, obviously, uh, connected to my work at the library, which has something to do with Peoria's history. Right. And in this case, it's uh, women of influence, and he was uh, asking for something oh. from uh, a woman of influence from the past. And um, the first person, and a lot of people would probably think, oh, well, like, you know, Lydia Bradley or mm -hmm. uh, Betty Friedan yeah. or somebody like that. And they've been covered a lot. Right. So there's somebody who is not covered as much, although a lot of people have heard of her, but not necessarily by her given name, and that's Moldy Mary. <laughs> Moldy Mary, that's right. nice to be able to remember that way. <laughs> and give us, uh, what, who is Moldy Mary for those people out there that say, yeah, I heard of that, well, who is she again? Well, well, legend has it that Moldy Mary was a young woman who worked for the um, 
the Ag Lab, mm -hmm. the um, National Center for Agricultural Research, right. I, I believe it was called at the time in the 1940s when it first got started, mm -hmm. and that she was tasked with uh, going to various markets and places like that to in look Peoria. in Peoria to look for uh, food items that would have mold growing on. They're looking for a certain kind of mold that had the penicillin uh, on it. I'm not scientific, so I'm going to describe this incorrectly if any of the guys from the lab sure. are watching. But <laughs> that's my basic understanding. That's why I said this isn't necessarily research that I did on the development of penicillin, although I read a lot about it and mm -hmm. finding about Moldy Mary, who mm -hmm. uh, I believe was Mary Hunt, and uh, then she became oh. Mary Stephen after she got married. And she worked at the Ag Lab, and she was out there just doing a little, I guess you could say, research. What's near as I can tell, she worked there for about a year in 1943. Okay. And uh, then where she had come before and where she moved after, I did a little research on that too. So I've, I spent several hours researching this topic because I wanted to present the most factual information I can. And when will this appear? In uh, it will be hit the stands, I understand, or mailboxes tomorrow. Oh, well, this is timely. Right. All right, good, good. So Moldy Mary, Mary Hunt, right? And that wasn't even her uh, name she was born with. It, it appears that it was changed from the research I did, and I was able to pull up what I believe was her um, immigration records oh. through using Ancestry. And the story goes, and again, it is a story, so maybe, you know, the, 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 who knows what the, the real thing is. But it was a melon that she got that had a the... cantaloupe. A cantaloupe, okay. Yes. That had this mold that was used at the ag lab. That's, and it has a scientific name, and um, mm -hmm. I can't pronounce it. <laughs> well, good. I mean, we don't have to worry about it. It's, it's a Latin name, but in essence, what it is, is it's a variety of penicillin. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. You know, of course, at that, in that era, in the 40s, war year particularly, um, you didn't have your, I mean, I, I imagine there was a supermarket in town because Piggly Wiggly, I know, had come to Peoria. Kroger might have been here. Many, many supermarkets and or more so grocery stores. Yeah, smaller than, than little stores that, that it might have had produce out there, maybe had it out there a while, a little old, some of it. You know, you had to check that thing out and could have found it. Yeah. And I never heard of where it was. I just, mm -hmm. again, well, the legend says she found it at some supermarket, some yeah. grocery store in Peoria, but through my research, I believe I found what the market was. What was that? So it was the, um, it was here on Main Street, uh, where, down the block here, where the Marriott is now. Oh, and, okay. uh, it right would, downtown. Yes, it would have been, uh, it was one of the older buildings in town. It had been a grocery store for a while, but if my memory serves me correctly, it was uh, Illinois um, Valley Produce, Fruit and Produce, or something to that. Uh, I don't have any notes in front of me. I could just see the ad campaign. We produced the melon that had the mold that saved well, <laughs> World in, War II soldiers. In fact, a lot of, uh, there, was, there was a painting made of oh, this, yeah, of and, her finding it. And uh, I believe it's a mural right now. It over, is, over on the, the Gabbard building. District. Yeah, in the warehouse district, you go down there and you can find it, and incidentally, uh, what, totally off the subject, but murals are fascinating because we see so many uh, now in Peoria, thankfully. Uh, Doug and uh, Eileen Lunig have played a big role in that. But the 
Uh, one, I'm, I'm over there down at 315 Main Street, which is now the new home of uh, Peoria Made. The uh, Peoria Innovation Alliance has a building. Used to be the cupcake place. Uh, Correct. And you go through that building, and I don't know that you can always do this, but you go into their little parking lot in the back where people park, and there's a mural uh, on the wall. You know, the public wouldn't see it unless you're in this area. And it's Burt Reynolds sitting in a car like Smokey and the Bandit or something, waving. Really? So that, that, I just tell, tell that to people. If there are some murals you're not even seeing, but the Moldy Mary one certainly is out there for all the public to see. And that was, that was a painting, wasn't it? But it was the, they're using the illustration that... So it was my understanding from my research, it was a painting and it's unclear who commissioned it exactly. Mm -hmm. um, it was then used in an advertisement that was for penicillin, as you said, Right, um, and, and I I think that the the tagline is from a a moldy melon in Peoria, <laughs> Illinois, or something along those lines. So so then you're right. That was it became, as I mentioned earlier, a legend. Some people think it's only a legend. Right, right. and and that's why I started researching this because I'm I'm going to tell the story. I want to make sure I don't well. perpetuate something that's not true. Exactly, and that's the beauty of, of the library, where you have sources and you take the time. Unfortunately, we don't have that kind of research effort going on in all our media anymore. But that's, that's the beauty of the library and, and doing that. Um, you, so what, what will be, they came to you and said, okay, we're doing women of influence or in, in the area, area women of influence. Um, what, what other, you've done other subjects. You've done, I think, uh, was it uh, one of the theaters? Um, I saw your story on... Uh, was not the Opera House, but one of the um, buildings not here anymore. The Orpheum. Orpheum. You did yes. a story on that. Um, what, other, what other stories have you done for the uh, Peorian, uh, excuse me, Peoria Magazine? Well, I most recently wrote something on dining in downtown. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Okay. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. I, that's a great subject because to me, well, first of all, everyone, everyone we all, what is it, Channel 25, you see, you got to eat. Uh, so we're all in that boat. But people who've been in this area for a while can tell you, oh, I remember, you know, mm -hmm. Banakans out there at Junction City or this and that. And um, Pete Pasquale up there uh, near the, the warehouse district has a building filled with old relics. Including a shellac hot dog. A shellac, yeah, there's From the Hunters. Hunters. Yes, Hunters, <laughs> the last hot dog, 62 or something. Uh, that's right, the shellac hot dog. How could we forget that? Was that in your article? No, actually, there's so much. I, oh. I found there's so much to cover that I tried to focus on a few places and things that uh, places that people hadn't necessarily heard of. Right, right. And that's to me that is a gold mine uh, because I think it's of common interest. People love reading it, even if you're young and you you haven't spent a lot of time in Peoria. Oh, they used to have a pig and whistle or you know whatever the, the name of their place was and used to be a chili shop down here or something. I mean, I think people respond well to that. Uh, oh, I wish they could have something like that again now or, or something along those lines because obviously in that era, you didn't have all the franchises. You know, you had some, but you, you don't have what you have now. And, and then there are franchises that I think people didn't realize were franchises or not national corporations. They thought maybe they're local. Or right. may, at least I'm speaking for myself, but if you talk to people about Lums, a lot of people don't realize right. it was a national company. Right. Although didn't, 
Dave and Ernie split that off and have their own. They divisions. did eventually because eventually, Lums yeah. became defunct, and they they <laughs> bought essentially the rights to the. My understanding is the uh, use of the recipes and the the name. I remember the gourmet burger from Lums. Uh, I don't remember particularly what it was. A burger with I think mushrooms and things on it, but uh, their big thing, Lums' big thing, was hot dogs cooked in beer. So yeah. I'm, I was going to just say something about that because okay. I watched The Irishman uh, this weekend. Oh, yeah, the movie, Scorsese. Yeah. And I've never seen Lums portrayed in a movie, but it was in that movie because, really? because one of the characters in the movie loved the uh, Lums hot dog <laughs> because of the way it was made, and they showed an outside of a Lums. Oh, very good. Well, now I want to see that movie. Um, Knives Out is the one I just saw, mm -hmm. uh, sort of an old-time murder mystery. That's... Give that one a thumbs up, uh, but I do want to see the, the gangster movie with De Niro and everybody. Um, we'll have to look for that. See, those are the little things that you could plug in um, that that you know I think would be great on a I don't know if it was a website or something, but talking about food mm -hmm. because uh, there's a history side to it. There's a you know nowadays, my goodness, all you every time you turn around, somebody's talking about delivering food or you know, getting it into your house versus, you know, whether it's a supermarket or a restaurant, everyone wants to bring it to you now. Um, I don't know where that's coming from because to me, it didn't seem all that hard to go out and get it, but hey, that's just me. Maybe there's a time for delivery, but uh, we'll see. Speaking of food, mm -hmm. and I don't think I, I've told Jonathan this yet, Jonathan Wright with mm -hmm. Peoria Magazine. Right. But uh, one of the upcoming Articles that he has spaced for me, uh, one of the upcoming uh, issues is I want to talk about food and uh, the Peoria crime uh, underworld. Oh. Because there is a connection. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, you, you would do that one? That's, that's what I like to do because oh, uh, ah. it was uh, this article I wrote that I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. It got so large that I had to cut a lot out. And there's some research I did on a couple of... Um, well, they, they, they would go by various names, I guess, cafes or taverns, but right. uh, they serve food and alcohol, but they also uh, serve gambling forms. Oh. And uh, one of the largest uh, lotteries or baseball pools, they called it at the time, was out of uh, one of these. Oh, very good. Well, th this, is, this is what I'm t saying. People don't realize the expanse of, of information that, that flows through, well, it throws through the community, but it, the, one of the depositories is at the library. And I think people are not always aware of that. And they can come see you down there and, and talk about that. What, do you, what is the biggest request you get? Is it for family information? And when you're down there in, in the genealogy section, are people coming in and saying, I want to look up my, or what, do they have specific interests? What, what do you hear the most when you're down there? It's, it's so varied mm -hmm. that there's not any one thing I can point to. Many people are looking for photographs. Mm -hmm. of various things. It could be of an uh, ancestor, it could be of their house, or the house they bought that uh, is an older house. Back when? Correct. Mm. So, so we have a large uh, photograph collection, thousands of photographs. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe you might have seen some of them on my local history collection page that I... You sent me a number of them. Well, Chris, Chris and I first got to know each other through doing things, stories that you were kind enough to share information because at the paper, we're often, you know, we have our own, or, or Journal Star has its own collection, but it isn't always complete, and the library is often more varied. Um, 
but I think the, the north side, the North Valley, you had lots of pictures of homes in that area back when. Mm -hmm. and, and really it's, it's, it's um, eye-opening because you realize, and people who drive through the North Valley uh, now, it's, it's, a, it's an area that I think is, is coming back. They're, they're working hard on you know, Habitat for Humanity and, and others are really digging their heels in and, and making that work. But what it was, was really a, a very interesting neighborhood. Maybe not as uh, upscale as Moss Avenue, uh, but in many ways it had some of those well, there parts. There were some yeah. mansions there, there and mansions. very wealthy yeah. people who lived there, and they yeah. lived right alongside working class people right. or middle class people. So it was, a, a, I said, a mixed demographic neighborhood. And that's, people don't realize that sometimes because sometimes we've lost those uh, larger, or they've been cut up into apartments, or whatever it is. Uh, but that's the, the beauty of having that look back. And, and the way we do that. things like that, just for people who don't know, is that we can look at census records mm -hmm. and look, say, who in 1900 lived at a certain address and what, who their neighbors were. And mm -hmm. sometimes census records include the value of the house or how much somebody made or their occupation. Wow. And uh, we have that through our Ancestry subscription. We also have uh, city directories, which I'm sure you've used before. Yeah, I think there's a city directory at the Journal Star. I think it's 2008. Okay. So it's still... That's it's the only little, one that they yeah, that, That's the last one they, got, they ordered oh, okay. in, yeah. So unfortunately, it's a little dated. But yeah, I love looking back at the old ones because uh, sometimes I did when, when you wanted to find out a business address or... Just, just find out more about an, an area of town, you know, that, that you can find out with a, with a city directory. But unfortunately, I think all that stuff's moved over to the the website now. And um, I mean, we even, still have city directories, uh, physical copies, and then we microfilm them. Do you? Yes. You have the, the latest city directory. We do. Oh, and See? going back to the 1850s. Wow, wow, 1850s. Now that would have been a different Peoria. Uh, of course, you, you still had probably the. Distilleries were probably on the rise then, so you would have had some yes. of that. Um, we're talking with Chris Farris here at the Peoria Public Library. He works in the genealogy section, does all this and great local history. And, and what? And local and history. And local history, because I, I like to call you an archivist, because you, you find all these things, pictures and information and records, and, and it's, it's there for the public. You, you're there to help people, people and just come in there and talk to you. Um, that's really a great resource and a great public service. And it's more important to know where the things are necessarily than to know what's in them, too. Right. Know where to go right. to find it. Well, that's, 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 that's kind of like a reporter's thing. I mean, I, I, I would tell people, you know, when I started at the paper 20-some years ago, they, they had me doing uh, farm reports. I said, well, I was about as qualified to do agriculture as I am to do brain surgery because I grew up in Boston and never was on a farm. Mm -hmm. But you need to know where to go to, to talk to the farmers, people that, that uh, Farm Bureau, those folks that are in the know. If you know where to go, they can inform you and then you can pass it on to the public. Uh, and hopefully. then you learned a lot. By and then, and then it, you, I learned enough to, to at least write a, a halfway uh, cogent story, which I'll leave to the readers to decide whether that worked or not. And so that's what I do. Right. A lot of times I don't know anything about a subject when somebody asks. Mm -hmm. You know, they assume that, well, you, you must know everything in here, and I don't, but I'm learning right along with you yeah. as I help you do the research. Well, Chris, you'll have to come back and tell us about your next project. I definitely want to get into the food thing, 
but we'll look for Moldy Mary in the Peoria Magazine. Correct. Hitting your newsstands now. I don't know if there are any newsstands out there, but in your oh, mailbox or whatever. It is around at various businesses, for sure. And it's a, there's a list on their website. Good. And, and I know it's, it's probably, uh, well, a lot of people get the magazine, so we'll, we'll get that. And we'll have to get Jonathan in here, too, because we can, we can talk more about things that are coming up and, and great history. Well, thank you so much. No problem. Chris Ferris from the library. And we'll see you next time on Tartar Sauce. PeoriaLife.com.